Welcome back to the You Can't Too podcast. On today's show, we have Matt Gottesman, and Matt is a two-times founder, a two-times podcaster, a writer, an artist, a Web3 enthusiast, a digital marketer and strategist by trade, with a background of helping some of the most world's iconic brands, such as Louis Vuitton, Moab Hennessy, to help them realize their potential digitally. Now, I can go on and on about Matt's accomplishments, but truly, I want to hop into who Matt is, and his character is what made me want him on the show today. So without further ado, let's just hop right into it, Matt. I want to ask you first... If you could go back to the beginning of your career and tell yourself one thing, what would that be? Just one. <laughs> I'm only allowed one thing. You know, I would, um, I would say launch faster. Launch mm. faster. Any idea, launch it faster. Um, because sometimes we, we think uh, we need all these answers and, and we're not going to have them. Um, the only yeah. way we actually get any kind of answers is simply by just like launch it, get feedback, iterate relaunch it, get feedback, iterate, you know, and, yeah. and, and that, and by the way, that's a lot more fun <laughs> than if you're thinking too much about, um, what will go right or wrong or how to like, you know, do certain things. I, I mean, I had my first startup in my, um, early on, um, but there was so much stalling and building it versus just doing very simple things, very iteratively. So I think it's like, if you've got something that you want to do, just step into the, you know, into the ring and, and start swinging. Yeah, and I think what we were talking before this, Dan Co has a really good explanation of that because he, he really mm -hmm. just is like always building something, right? What um what allowed you or when was that moment in time where you realized and you kind of made that shift in your journey to like actually iterate upon that and do that in your, in your world? When was it that I started making changes for my... Well, okay, so <laughs> so my, my journey is a little interesting only because... A lot of the, the tools that we have now didn't exist, and I. But I knew I wanted these tools. That's frustrating because you're like, I know what I want, but it's not out yet. Who's gonna make it? I certainly don't want to make it because, like, if it was my area of expertise, or just <laughs> how do you innovatively, you know, think it into existence, right? I, I was just the internet. I was just very, very early with the internet. So, um. First, you know, I saw the changes that were happening with social media uh, very early on, the earliest of platforms all the way to like what they become. And um, so I, I think the first thing that really struck a chord with me was audience building. That, that really mm. changed. I knew that was going to change the game fundamentally. Now, uh, some people use that for the better, uh, like we do, and others, you know, can use it in a whole other, you know, set of ways. And that's fine. But where it really changed for me was... I was uh, helping like these big brands like you were talking about, Moet Hennessy, uh, Louis Vuitton, like all the LVMH brands uh, under the Moet Hennessy, like several of them. And uh, I learned some really great things about branding from them. They, they just, they were trying to transition in a digital world. And, um, and what was happening is they were end up having to take pages back from fans who created them, you know, for the brand and had like hundreds of thousands of followers at the time. And so they were like, yeah what do we do with this? And I was like, what, with an audience? And they're like, well, yeah. And, and by the way, they were very humble. Mo and Hennessy brands, for me, they were so humble. They were so, maybe it's because a lot of them are much older and they're very, very about their craft. And they just, they, they knew what they didn't know and they would say it. And they were like, what do we do with, you know, with all of this? And I was like, with an audience? They're like, yeah. And a little bit of it was, was a, a worry in a healthy way of like, oh, like, what if we make a mistake? I'm like, oh no, you don't get it. Like, they love mistakes. And they're like, what do you mean they love mistakes? I was like, well, that makes you human and approachable. And so they're watching you in real time. 
your your character and your behavior. Like, and in essence, you actually will get even more sales when you actually care about people like you guys already do physically, right? And so that was really helpful. And then I had a couple other big brands that I helped and they they weren't really getting it. And at that point with a lot of life changes, I was like, you know what? This is 2014, so it's still very early. And I was like, I better start building my own distribution. I knew I wanted my own distribution. So it's great when I saw, I saw Dan with a post like that the other day, I'm like, yes, yes, I agree. I agree, brother. And I, I like, and it's again, like I'm, I'm so, I was telling you earlier, like, I love that everybody's now having these conversations. People thought I was crazy. And they're like, well, what are you gonna do with your own distribution? I'm like, are you serious? I was like, yeah. if I have my own audience online um, and I have that uh, interaction with them, I not only know what mm -hmm. they want, but I can also, it's my direct channel for anything I build. And, um, and then we have more control over anything that we bring to market versus the gatekeepers that are constantly like, oh, well, we'll get to you later. Like you'll get to me whenever it doesn't matter. I have my people, I have an army, I have an armada over here. So I, I knew that was the future. And I started building in 2014 with what we had then before some of the newer tools now and social media that has emerged. And it's the, the game plan hasn't shifted there. It's constantly to build that distribution and community across all platforms. So, yeah. Oh, I love it. And, and, uh, and it kind of like to move into what, what's next is like the, the niche is you, the podcast that yes. like recently came out, right? Yes. That, that kind of, it's like, it's inter, it intertwines in some capacity. Cause as you said, right there, it's, it's not more so about like trying to put yourself in a box, but you are the niche, right? Like you, mm -hmm. everything about you, the, the mistakes that you make, your story, you tell your entire existence and every single way through it is what makes you, you, and that's what people want. Right. So what, what inspired you to, to make the podcast and, and kind of, yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm so glad. Like I, I get chills when I think about this stage, I'm, this is the, that's why I'm so glad that I'm meeting all of you guys now. Um, because it just, it's such a good season for me coming from uh, a season that was like, I just felt like a change was needed. I had the previous podcast, The Hustle Sold Separately, which is still cranking. It's like seven point, almost 3 million downloads at this point. Um, I think just cranking, um, but, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's great. I love having conversations with others, but a lot of the audience, my audience was like, hey, listen, you know, we love when you guys have the discussions, but we, we wanna hear more from you. Listen, sometimes mm -hmm. the audience is the signal. Most of the time, the audience is the signal. All the time, the audience is the yeah. signal. And uh, they're like, can we, can we have more from you? And I wanted to think about how to do it. And I knew I wanted to have like 10 to 15 minute conversations in the morning. Something that was very consumable, but like we can kind of come into the day together. And I was really thinking, um, I saw an article a long while back talking about niching and how people struggle with their niche and, and who they are and uh, or what they should go into. And then I, it was my very first Substack article and it was still to this day, one of my most trafficked um, articles. And I'm thinking, that's it. like. Because that's really what what's happening is in this one person, one to four person business revolution that's happening, the internet leverage, people kind of taking more of their creativity and their business into their own hands. And yet at the same time, re realizing that like, they're the niche, like it's, it's people are buying them. The reason why people buy anything from them is because of who they are and how they're developing and what they're focusing on and what they're bringing to the world and how they're serving the world. 
And I wanted people to, I wanted to have very real conversations like, listen, like we need to get rid of these external validations and these trophies and these, um, I mean, it's cool to have benchmarks, but I mean, like the validations and like the titleism and credentialism that's like defining you, like do what you want to do. And you're going to have to, you're going to have to get to know who you are in the process. And, um, and you want to get to know who you are because you come with gifts and talents. And if you come with gifts and talents, you can actually use them for yourself and serve the world at large. And I want to have that conversation. So I want people to like start thinking about their talents and their skills, their character, their behavior, their ideas, their who they are, what's blocking them, what feels right, what doesn't feel right, their energy. Like I want them to, I want them to dive into all these areas. And um, so I launched it just like, like two and a half months ago and that thing's cranking. I'm actually having a lot of fun with that. So, yeah. It's, it's everything. And I think it's like, like you said, it's, I think a lot of business success comes down to the timing. And like you said, yeah. you're, you, you hit it in the perfect time because this, this, this is the time where it's the ability to grow an audience just simply based on your personality and who you are is truly, it's extraordinary. And I, I can't put words to it because when I, again, when I first started at 17 and it was like, all right, I'm going to become a coach, but I have to niche down to help this kind of person. I didn't realize the ability, like how expansive I really could get into. And I'm, I'm curious, like when it comes to that, right. The, the, the niche is you, what would be the number one thing that you want to be remembered for? Oh, with the niche is you or it, because, because the niche is you, right? Like you are the yeah. niche in its entirety, but what would you want to be remembered for? That. It's a, I, it's a great question. Make sure you ask everybody that, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, at my soul, I feel like it's that I didn't follow conventional norm and that mm -hmm. I made it comfortable and safe for everybody else to do the same, that it's okay to like be different and it's okay to create and carve your path and that, um, it's okay to, you know, uh, make mistakes on the way to developing like your whole life. Like this is your life you're playing for, you know? Um, and, uh, and that like, like I did a post on that, like, when did, when did not like putting love into everything that we do become even remotely an option? Are you serious? Are you like, how is that even an option? And so I, I'd want people to like that they put everything they had into themselves or that I at least made the, the space feel, you know, uh, clear for them to take off in, in some way for themselves, because like, what else are we going to do while we're here? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's the, that's the purpose of it all. Right. And, and, and again, like, that's why I said in the beginning of this, it, your accomplishments don't make who you are, but rather what you, your character and, and what you give to others is really what makes, what makes who you are. And, and that's what I, I felt just from your Instagram page alone, you, the energy that came off. And then as we were speaking before this and just your, your energy is very contagious, I'll say. Um, and it's, it's, it's truly, it, it's exceptional, the, what you've accomplished, but I know that, you know, diving into your intuition and being able to connect with yourself is something that you talk a whole lot about. I'm curious for, for you, what has allowed you to connect with your intuition and when was the moment in time where you realized that your relationship with yourself was the most important thing? There's been a few key moments and I'm definitely open and happy to share that. Um, you know, the first time I 
really started to try to connect more with myself was in 2014. Um, just a lot of life changes, both professionally and personally. I mean, they mm -hmm. were, I felt that they were all, basically they were all stripped away from me. And I'm like, okay, I might have to look at the man in the mirror because um, I feel like when, a, when there's a, I mean, it's one thing, we're always changing. When a lot of things all at once are happening, I urge anybody listening to pause. If a mm -hmm. lot of things are happening at once, just take a moment to pause and go inside, pray, meditate, whatever it is. But there's something, something I think that needs to change. And it was so evident for me that I was like, all right, um, it didn't matter that whether like uh, the things that were happening to me, it was weird that they were a byproduct yet. I was doing a great job, quote unquote, at least like in the external world of how I was handling them. Yeah. And yet it, these things still happened, right? Okay, so one, we learned uncertainty is gonna is always gonna be there, and you never can plan for, you know, the 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 unforeseen. You can be more prepared for it, and that's where I started to think about that for myself. And I was like, oh, I have to learn to become much more self reliant. I have to learn yeah. a lot more about myself that I don't already know. And how was I the common denominator in these situations? How did I end mm. up in these certain particular areas? That was the first time. Um, it happened again, uh, there's a, a couple times throughout from 14, 2014 to 2019, but in 2019, my father was passing, unfortunately, um, and uh, he's like my uh, mentor and best friend. This dude, this dude really like, I mean, I could have gone into anything. He's like, do it. I'm back at like, you know, I, I, you got my support. I, you know, you're going to figure it out, but you got my support. He just, he was a very um, driven, integrity-driven man. And, um, but he was going through some things. I was, I was, uh, um, I was still in my thirties and I'm like, you know what? Um, I got to change my approach. This isn't working. Um, mm -hmm. I'm missing something. And, um, because I can't keep working like this and I was, mm -hmm. uh, I was seeing some outcomes and, um, 2019 was an interesting year because I saw a lot of people starting to move out and, uh, and a lot of situations happen. And I also had, you know, there were several deaths around, um, family and friends that year. I'm like, okay, this is a, this is a time to reflect. And, yeah. um, at that point I learned a, the next valuable lesson, which is, um, not from the people who passed, but from the people who moved on, um, from me business wise and other, um, we have to make ourselves very self-reliant that we don't place so much emphasis and expectations and outcomes on other people. Because fundamentally, I always say humans will be humans will be humans and humans will make decisions at in any way, shape or form in a way that can affect your world if you are not careful. Now, obviously, if you're married to somebody, you know, you're hopefully like making decisions together that help each other. But uh, but fundamentally, like friends, business partners, um, you know, uh, companies, managers, whatever, they can make decisions that could one day include you and one day not. And. Mm -hmm how do we build and fortify our own world around in which we live? So that way we're not really so easily affected by the decisions of others. Um, but we're a little bit more prepared for them. We still, there's still the unseen, but I knew that for me, it, it really caused me to, to, to like really look even further at my mind, my body, my health, my finances, my, uh, businesses, how I was set up, like it, it forced extreme accountability in all these areas. So I got much more involved in the mastery and the details of my life. Um, because 
you know, uh, I think I was taking care of too many other people. <laughs> that's probably why. So that's a long story long to that, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it was, it was great though. Cause I, like you said a minute ago as well is is entrepreneurship kind of forces you. It's like the, it's like the, yeah. the best form of personal development, if yes. that makes sense. It's oh like yeah. yeah. I say that all the time. It's the, it's the, it's the fastest path to personal development you're ever going to find. You got to deal with yourself Absolutely. immediately. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, and there's, there's a book, one of my favorite books is, uh, the mountain is you. And yeah. part of that book there, there's a, there's a part of it. And essentially that you are the common denominator. When you really look at all of your problems in life. And I always, I always reflect on this. When you look at all your problems in life and you take a minute to really think about each and every single one of them, what's the common denominator? It's you. you. Always You're you. the common denominator in all of your problems. Right? So like if, if you're, I, I see them as blessings truly. And I, I think the same thing for when you lose someone and I apologize for your losses. I lost my father when I was six, so mm. I didn't get to build a relationship with him, but the idea that you were able to build one, and I, I couldn't imagine the position that you were in and, and kind of dealing through that, but I see it as a blessing truly. And I, and I think it gives you that minute to, to step back and kind of reassess and reevaluate what you want for your future, more so in the fact that I know that you were striving for a lot of your life, right? Like you were striving for a lot of accomplishments and a lot of goals and you did all the things, but I think that was a moment in time where you had to surrender. So I'm curious for you, how have you managed to really develop the two? How have you found the balance between surrendering and striving? Oh God, I'm still learning. <laughs> like, I think that's a, I'm having a lot better of a relationship with it now. There were uh, yeah. a couple moments. Um, I think one of the first, and I, I mentioned this on one of my podcast episodes, um, the solo episodes, um, I was striving very hard well, first, there was an incident with my father in the hospital. Um, I don't know if you heard that podcast episode, but it was uh, it was an early on episode, um, early on, like a month and a half ago, two months ago. And uh, yeah. I w he was in the hospital. This is the first time he ended up in the hospital for something different that he ended up curing. But And he was healthy his whole life, so it was really odd. And I'm sitting there across, and I'm very silent, just the two of us. And he's like, why are you looking at me like that? I'm like, uh, selfishly, uh, I'm scared. I don't want to lose you. And he's like, oh, I'm not going anywhere. I'm like, they're not so sure, you know? And, uh, and he was just like, oh, well, it's not my time yet. Like he knew his soul, he knew. And I was like, okay. And he goes, so what's this really about? I'm like, you know, um, I'm in a bind and I don't want my father to see me the way, you know, I'm, I, I had to restart like my whole life. And he's like, yeah, what's the issue? And I'm like, why well, kind of was hoping you would see me, you know, much higher up, you know, yeah. uh, quote unquote successful. And, um, he's like, okay, I understand. Uh, and he's like, go on, you know? And I said, well, you know I mean? Like I just like everything was just like ripped apart of me and I don't even know how that happened, you know? And now I'm like this, you know, and this is, I was online, I was doing content. This is only, this is now 2016, 17. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, well, like they call me a writer. He's like, you are a writer. I'm like, yeah. But I was struggling with that identity. Right. I was like struggling with this, you know, <laughs> now it's cool. <laughs> you know what I was like before I was like, yeah, but aren't they usually, don't they usually earn money after they died? You know? <laughs> so, um, and he's like, all right, what's, what's really bothering you? And I said, well, you know, uh, I don't want you to see me like this. So you're starting from scratch and, um, you know, rebuilding and all this other stuff. And he said, let me tell you something. You're not a parent yet. And you're going to understand this hopefully one day. And he said that, um, as a father to a son, but as a parent to a child, he's like, you hope you do the best possible job you possibly can to raise them to make good decisions and to like, keep 
leading their own lives so they can kind of keep just going. He's like, the fact as a father, I got to see you stand back up and actually dust yourself off from losses that are catastrophic. In some people's cases, they never get back up. I have more assurance than ever that a, at least I did a good job as a father and B that this man is going to be better than okay. That my son will be better than okay. And it hit me very hard. Cause I was just like, Oh God, like I hadn't really thought about it that way. And he's like, success can come and like quote unquote metrics can come and go. He's like, what's the character? Like, are you going to be able to get up? He's like, are you going to, you know, in a, when, if you get remarried, like, which I hope you do, like, how, what's that dynamic? Like, you know, when, when, when hits come, He's like, so seeing my son be able to take hits and get back up and in the game and stay in the game, in fact, get even better and better and better. He's like, a parent wants to see that more than anything, whether they realize it or not. And I was like, huh. And so it taught me about like, we're striving sometimes so much that we don't see these little, these little things. We don't see the, the, these details and, um, surrendering started happening more after he passed and over the last couple of years. I just found that um, we sometimes we in our human ways try to make so much control over our own lives, not even over people. Some people are over people. That's not my thing, but over our own lives, our own outcomes, all these things. And like, why, why, what's that about really? And if we can, if we take a step back and we start to try to feel into like, no, like I actually know. Like, I know it. We know. We all know. We can actually feel our soul. We can feel our gut instincts. Our gut knows. What's that like if we just follow that completely? What is that truly, truly like? No, I won't do that business deal. No, I won't date that person. Yes, that seems like a good you know, thing to create. No, I don't want to uh, you know, go to that event. Like, what if you really, truly trust your gut? And uh, how I balance the two is um, fairly... This is, this is about as simple of a process that is how I got here. And I still do this and I'm getting better. It's like, it's like, um, it's like, uh, building muscles. Like you have to just yeah. keep practicing it. It's very simple. And somebody asked me uh, on a, a Instagram live, they're like, how do you know if it's fear or intuition? I was like, oh, like whether, okay. If it's intuition for me, intuition are coming from God. I'm like, it's instant. I get an answer right away. Often it's an answer I may not actually want at the moment because my lower desires might be like, no, actually I want that, you know, I want that cake. I want to date that person, even though like I'm looking for, you know, I want like, I want, I want the full family, you know, marriage, children, like, nope, can't do it. You know, um, that's not my wife or, um, you know, oh, I, that business deal, you know, you know, like you can feel it. And the, and the, the, the person asked me like, okay, how do you know if it's fair? I'm like, when I negotiate. I was like, and I am very good at negotiating. So like the moment, the moment I try to negotiate with myself or God, I'm done. Cause I'm like, all right. So he said, what do you do? I said, we have to have grace and practicing to trust ourselves. Right. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, and it's not always easy because also, um, there's a story of, uh, the wolf, right? Everybody has the good wolf and the bad wolf in them. And, um, which one are you giving more attention and energy to? And the hard part is, is that, um, the bad wolf can make a good situation seem bad and a bad situation seem good. The good wolf knows what the, the difference between both and which yeah. one are we constantly cultivating in within ourselves? So you gotta be very careful. Right. And he said, yeah. And I was like, all right, when I hear something internally in my gut, when I know I can feel it, I take a moment to feel how I feel. If I want to do the opposite of what I know, fine. 
maybe take one step in the opposite direction of what you know to be true. Just make sure you're very uh, self-aware and self-observant of how you're feeling in each step. You take a step, how'd that feel? Is it, is it still out of alignment or do you still need a little bit more, you know, testing? But keep yeah. checking in. Don't just like go. And this is also how you can, because you can lose momentum in your life too, if you like, and then you have to build it back, right? So you can take an iterative step one at a time and feel how that feels. And is it out of alignment from what you knew from the very start? And um, the good news is that at any given point, you can make a, a one turn back the right way and you're right on top of your intuition and God, like with God. Or you can keep going however many steps. It doesn't matter. It may hurt a little bit more along the way. <laughs> But that's how you, and then, but that's how you can practice trusting your gut and your, your, um, your intuition and, and God more like, so, okay. So next time you hear the same thing, try trusting it, just practice trusting it, you know, and you start to have this dance where like, it's okay. If you don't always listen to yourself. Yep. So you have grace, I was just but you also have data. Cause now you're like, man, whenever I don't listen to myself, like this, like, I really did know, like you, you also, how else do you become confident? You're like, I knew it. I knew it. I even called it out. I knew it. And so it allows us to actually practice building the trust with ourselves and that relationship. And that's how I've been able to kind of balance the two. And I think in there, there's that expression, you know, it doesn't get easier. You get better. Right. And so, um, because there'll always be more things that are coming into your world that are like, you know, you know what to do. Mm -hmm. which way you're going to go. And I think that's just, that's why we have to constant, the discipline of, of practicing that trust with ourselves. So that's how I and, do it. I just love it, man. I love it. And I can, I, I can, from what you just said there, I can literally put it into account when it comes to business. Right. And then just even from what you said earlier today, right. Launch yeah. faster. Right. Yeah. And, and when you think of that, when you, when it comes to trusting your intuition, act faster, don't yeah. question your intuition. When you feel it, it's there for a reason. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm getting chills just thinking about this because this is the stuff that I, it just, it lights me up inside. And, and I think that way too often we get blinded by our fear and, and we, we take that, we take way too much into account of our fear. But like you said, right, the, we have the bad wolf and the good wolf, but I think that if we take it, this is some perspective really helped me. If I make a decision today, or if, if something happens to me, that's bad today, right? And it leads to something that's good three years in the future. Am I going to still consider it as bad? Probably not. So if that's the only thing that's stopping me from taking the action, well, let me just take one step in the right direction and see where it leads me. Right. And again, like you said, if anything were to happen, all you have to do is pivot. You yeah. pivot and you're right back on course. Yeah, I absolutely, I love that. And I, I say to people often, I'm like, it's just a signal. It's not good. It it's is. not bad. It's not right. It's not wrong. It's just a signal. It's a data point. And they're like, I was like, I said uh, a few weeks ago, I'm like, they're like, what's the best entry point? I'm like, the entry point is the entry point. I was like, just get in there. And they're like, okay. And I'm like, listen, you don't know what you don't know. They're like, okay. I'm like, well, when we take a step, we now know something. They're like, yeah. I'm like, okay. Does the step tell you what the next step should be? And they're like, it is. Yeah. I was like, that's it. All right. And, and so when, but when I hit a wall, okay, there's nothing else to go here. Let me take a step back and go mm -hmm. in another direction but at least now I know where there's a start and a stop in, in different areas. Like, oh, there, there's nothing more to be had there. Okay, that's a signal. Let me use that signal to make another decision. And that's really why we have to be so present because then we're not anxious about the future because we're like, I just need to figure out how to get through this maze. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's, and, and like being in the ring and being in movement 
solves like 99% of the problems because you're, you know, you're not, um, I said this actually on Instagram live. I, I was talking, I was using about, uh, I don't know if you jumped on that. Maybe you did the other day. I don't, I thought I saw you on there maybe for a second. I don't know. Um, I was talking about a Ferrari. I was talking about with, with my friend, Anna. Right. And I was like, if you were like, let's say you were given like a one of one, the most beautiful Ferrari, like well, the outcome of it. Uh, and there will be never anyone like that ever again. Like Ferrari themselves came to you and were like, Hey, we're giving you a one of one La Ferrari, Ferrari, like, but you got to build it all from scratch in the garage and we'll have technicians and we'll have like tutorials and manuals, but you have to build it all. You like when you're actually in the garage now, like built, like you're, it's a Ferrari, it's a La Ferrari. So you're like, Oh, those pieces don't go together. Oh, but these do. Okay. Now we got a little bit more of the puzzle done. You like know the outcome. You, you actually know the outcome as you got like, well, I've got 20% of the car done. There's a good chance you'll probably do four more 20%, right? To get to a hundred. And they're like, yeah, it's like, okay. Yeah. And so you can, and then what happens is the outside world drowns out because you're just building and you're focused. And in fact, even people try to like come into your world and they're like, huh? Like, oh, I'll have to get back to you later. Like I, I can't right now. Um, because you're, you're singularly focused in a lane that you're driving and trying to put together. And it really solves for a lot of the overthinking or the distractions or from the comparison of looking at other people or whatever else it might be. Cause you're like, I got to figure this thing out. Can we talk later? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, yeah. So I think it's, it's, it's much easier to, um, when we're in movement, uh, be less in our head and more in execution, more in figuring it out and more in feeling through it and more present, which is really what we're here to do on earth anyways. Right. It's everything. And, and, and it, we are, we are a lot easy. It's a lot easier to let go of, you know, the, not just the destination, but what we think we want when we're moving towards it even. Right. And, and yeah. we're, we're letting go of where we think we want to be because we're already moving towards it. And like you said, we're figuring out along the journey, but you can't iterate on nothing. Right. That's true. You can't iterate on nothing. That should be yeah. your next post. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, I think, and I think it was a podcast episode from last week. Uh, I, it was an interesting conversation when I was having this like back and forth with this guy. He was like, how do you know where you're heading? I'm like, cause I'm preparing for it. And he's like, how do you know where you're heading? I'm like, because I'm preparing for it. He's like, how do you know where you're heading? I'm like, I am preparing for it. I'm moving in the energy of it. Like I'm like, I'm building the car. So I, I know the outcome. I mean, I don't know the how yet. That's that's for me and God and the the powers that be to to like mold and shape like what comes that I can't foresee. But I know the outcome because I'm in it, building for it. And he just it, it took him a minute to like really understand because he was playing off of uncertainty, and I was playing off of movement. And there's two very different in execution. And so it's two very different things. It's like, well, you know, I know what's coming because I'm building towards it. And if I'm building towards it, I will have the infrastructure to handle once it comes. <laughs> and so it was just, you know, but he wasn't in the game. And I think that's why he was trying to kind of better understand, like, how do you get out of uncertainty? And I'm like, well, move. Yeah. I think it's really hard to, because like you, like you said earlier, like the only constant in life is change, right? So the uncertainty is just, uh, it's the only okay, thing. It's the only we thing. Yeah. But the only way, and I, and I like to say that the only way we can create certainty in anything is creating certainty in ourselves, right? Like there we can is. create certainty in ourselves by building, by doing the thing, not, not focusing on what the thing is going to end up being right. Instead oh. of focusing on how we're going to get there, we focus on what we're going to do to get there. 
like you said, like we're building, we're not focused on how it's going to happen because if we do it long enough, consistency compounds and we're going to get to where we want to go. And I think a lot of people overcomplicate way too much. And I think that's what, what's hold a lot of people back. We take in more information. I was definitely caught in this before I started my journey. It was like, I'm going to read as many books as I can. Right. I'm going to get all the knowledge and I'm going to do it. How do you right. feel most people overcomplicate, whether it's business or just in life and kind of pull themselves back? Asking everybody else how to do it <laughs> and, read, and reading every book. Listen, uh, God bless the MBA that I did. You don't need one. I'm so, <laughs> like, again, I did it out of a time. There was reasons why I did it. Um, cool. And I was still an outcast and I was the only digital one in there. Now they all have digital jobs um, and it's all good. Um, but um, the fastest way to learn is to be in the game learning and to be around other people who've either done it or are doing it. If we, we can read as many books as possible, I read a few really great books that resonate with me to keep integrating what I'm reading, to right. use it to practice. If you read a bunch of books, but you're not actually um, integrating it in any way or implementing it, what do you, like, you're never gonna have enough information. And the reason why you don't have enough information is because you're not in the game because um, you know, and I'll give you a perfect example. It's, it's completely unrelated, but kind of the same. And now my mother understands this because my mother's a widow. Um, mm -hmm. she relied on my father for a lot of things. He was, you know, he was a provider and a business, uh, man and a lawyer, and he did a lot of things and, but she was savvy, but she didn't, she stopped trusting herself for many years, even though she helped him run the businesses just because she relied on him for a lot of things. Right. And interestingly enough, um, she's very, she's very independent, even though she didn't realize it. And she likes to execute faster than anybody. I know, honestly, that woman should be in her own business. I've never seen anybody execute faster than her period. Not even entrepreneurs that I know that are like super high performance when yeah. she wants to know something it's she's on it. And none of us could do it fast enough for her when she was asking all of us to do it. And she was getting frustrated when my father first passed and she's like, well, I need help. And I'm like, this is where self-reliance comes in. And she's like, okay. And I was like, so if there's something you want to know, you know, I'm like, I, I, I'm not in the same city as you like, and, but I, I can't, I don't have this moment to help you with this particular thing. You know, you might have to figure it out. And so let's say she would do it with like, whether it was with the bank or with something else, like a document, whatever it is that she needed. And she'd come back and say, wow, that took three hours. I'm like, you know what I would have done differently? She's like, what? I'm like, nothing. Only it would have been me on the phone for three hours. I'm like, but you know what? It would have been the difference. And she's like, what? I was like, I would have came back and relayed all that information to you. And somewhere in you, you still would have felt, um, unsettled because yep. you didn't do it yourself. So there would have been like, are you sure? But are you sure? Are you sure? And I was like, and see how you sound now, you know, you're confident because you found the information yourself and you did the activity yourself. I was like, this is why, and she started doing it more and more and more. And she's like, wow, I'm like always so much at peace now. I'm like, yeah, because you're the, it, weirdly enough, the independence has helped you in the areas where instead of relying on, you know, it's good to I mean to run with a partner, of course, but like, but that, that ability to execute on things yourself for things you don't know can help settle your nervous system more because you experience it firsthand. We have to experience things firsthand. That data helps us make a next move. And, um, I think too many people are relying on external data people, which that already, like, I, I can't, my job is never to tell you what to do, but maybe to help you think and feel through it. That's it. Speaking to me. You're speaking because, to me. That's the, because, because if I can't, I'm, I'm not your life path. I'm not, my soul's path and your soul's path are different. But, but people who are journeying, 
I found that the best like entrepreneurial advice or spiritual mentor advice that I've had from different people, they don't give you the answer. They're more of like, they're helping you think and feel through it. Like they, because they know, they know they've been there themselves. They know, um, everybody else will try to give you a million answers based on some bias and their ability to probably most likely not even go for it or to play the quote unquote safe route, which by the way, is not safe. Um, and is not comfortable. Comfort is not comforting. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is not because that can be taken away from you like that. So, yep. uh, that, that, that makes me anxious. Um, and so I found that, yeah, um, we, we should rely on people who make us think and feel through it. Um, and then we just have to just be in the game playing. I'm, th I love this so much. Like, this is, this is everything. And, I, uh, and I, as you said right there, like the, I think that you're going to, you're going to learn a lot more. Like you said, you're going to learn a lot more from doing and not knowing it than not yeah. doing it all because your inner knowing is knowing that you should have yeah. did it. And then you guilt yourself and you shame yourself and then you're not happy with yourself. And that confidence decreases because you didn't just do the thing you intuitively felt you should have did. Yeah. And I think it, it, it I think it comes down to acting before, you know, right? Like a, a, a perspective that really helps me is, is recognizing that I'm, I'm not going to know, but I have to act anyway. Cause the only thing that creates results is the action. Yeah. There's a, there's a great book time warrior. Right. And oh man, like a perfect example of this is, um, the idea is basically there's, well, it talks a lot about how we understand time and what's going on in our head. And the long, longer we prolong something, the bigger, the story we sometimes make in our head. And Absolutely. I'll give a, I will give an accountability or a lack of accountability. Um, but, uh, where it happened to me. And I remember, um, so my bigger podcast, I shouldn't use that term because this one will be bigger before you know it. The other podcast, Lots of Lots Everly, um, I remember uh, we were having, this is, um, something happened with Google Play and, um, you know, there's ways that you can distribute through all the different platforms online. And um, something happened, they changed some protocol and I wasn't sure how to make sure that it, my show was getting distributed through there. And I waited like, I think it was like eight months um, because I was like, oh, you know, I don't really know how to do it. Uh, we'll figure it out. Uh, you know, I, I Googled it once or twice and it didn't, it, at the time it didn't really give me any, I wasn't sure because I was in a rush. And um, I finally asked the executive producer at the studio, I'm like, hey, how do you make sure that it's also like uh, ready for, uh, you know, Google Play store? And he's like, you know, mm -hmm. I don't really know. Why don't we next week, why, why don't you come in next week and um, we'll schedule some time and we'll sit down and we'll figure it out. I was like, perfect. Now it takes about 15, 20 minutes to find like some time to schedule. Like, oh, well, no, that day works. No, that day doesn't work. We're going back and forth, back and forth. Mm -hmm. I'm walking out. As I walk, I'm walking out. I turn around, I go, out of curiosity, what exactly has to be done for the, um, you know, the show to be featured in Google Play? And he's like, hang on a second. He gets on the computer. He's like, mm -hmm. one second. He's like, let me grab this. We put it in here. He goes, hang on a second. Hits a button, submit. He goes, it's done. <laughs> that took 30 seconds and I am embarrassed. I am so embarrassed. I mean, in a healthy way, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Eight months, 20 minutes and 30 seconds later, <laughs> something that was so simple could have been done right away. Why? I didn't know what had to be done. Oh, it's techie. Oh, it's, you know, 
Um, there's probably like a whole, you know, I, I, I don't know. So therefore we, I gotta like use my brain and it's going to probably drive me crazy. And there's probably a million different things. I've got too many other things that are going on right now. I'm too busy right now. All these things we have to slow down and we have to execute fast, right? We have mm. to slow down from doing a million things at once, but we have to execute intentionally on everything that needs us, uh, needs our attention. That's basically it. So you got to balance those two and move. Um, and Otherwise, we will build up something in our head all the time about why you know, like it won't work and, you know, or why it's, you know, um, there, there's resistance, whatever. We just have to move right past. The way to get past the resistance is just movement, go into movement. So it's, it's yeah. so is. And I remember when I first became a coach, like I was telling you in the program that I joined, there was a buddy that told me, I asked him in the beginning, it was like, I was seeking. I just, I just, I just wanted all the, all the information. And I asked him, what's one thing that you would tell me? to, to just move forward. And he said, as soon as you learn something, execute on it. Yes. And, and it was like the best thing I ever took into account. And when I realized I was moving up in the program, and as I said, I was the youngest person in the program, but I was moving up compared to a lot of people that, that join at the same time as me. And what I recognized was when I started my podcast, I was not able to have people on the show. Did I, did that stop me from starting the podcast? No, I went a hundred episodes in without a guest, but I, I showed up. When I first started on, on Instagram and, and started posting content, it was like, I was terrified because I was straight out of high school thinking I cared about everybody's opinions. And I was like, the only thing I can do is hold myself accountable by doing the thing. So if I just post every single day, I'm going to get used to doing it. I'm going to envision myself as a different person. And then that just builds on that. And I want to touch on what you just said there too, because it's so important when we put something off, it, like you said, it builds in our head and then it, it, it builds a story that like we put our goals on a pedestal sometimes. And I think it's right. It really holds us back from taking action towards doing it because, oh, I'm not capable. I'm not that kind of person. Something that you told you just said there, and there's a analogy that I like to use is that slow is smooth is slow or yep. slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Smooth is fast. Right. So mm -hmm. you have to have the balance. And yep. that was like realizing that when I'm doing, I need to do all these things in my day, but I don't have to feel rushed when I'm doing it. If I'm completely present and doing the thing, I'm going to be a lot more effective when I'm doing it. And I think that's one of the most powerful things that we can take into account, not only in life, but in business as well. I think that's why, you know, when we were talking before the show, why Justin Welsh and Dan Coe were so appealing to me um, because they represented for me at the, at, at this time, a lot of how I've, I've felt for a long while, which is I'm very minimalist. Um, yeah. And, um, but I'm also very expressive and curious, right? And they balanced very well this concept of um, let's, you know, make the complex very simple. Yeah. And, you know, even, you know, the one thing I will bring up about niching or niching mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> is that we can be many things for sure. Those guys are many things. And when we choose to deliver certain products or services or whatever, they can be still specific and probably should be because, you know, and I think that's also sometimes a balance that people, you know, kind of, uh, because slow is, you know, fast or slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Right. And because we don't want to be all things to everyone, we can be a lot of things for ourselves. 
But okay. then when we choose to, to of certain areas where we want to bring value, we can get very like narrowed and focused in that context while still representing the abundance of everything that we already are. In fact, that's actually how people feel our soul through why they buy our products and services. Right. And I think that's also the balance. And like, cause I saw people were like, yeah, but like, how do I niche? <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, uh, like for example, you know, those guys, like they picked very particular areas. I'm actually in the middle of doing it myself. I'm, I'm launching product day here, hopefully soon. And so it's like very specific things that resonate, um, where like, oh no, this is where I know I love to talk about it. And I have knowledge and expertise and, um, you know, I'm able to get very specific, uh, results for me and for you, you know? And so, um, I, but I, I just want to bring that up because it's like, you can be this kind of multifaceted individual and you should, and you can get very micro, um, and specific and you should. And that also helps because that's why they actually shrunk down focuses in certain areas, not compromising the bigger version of who they are. And they were able to actually expand even more of who they already mm -hmm. are. I think that's the, the beautiful balance of like the two worlds. Right. So it's like, we're everything. And then we're, you know, focused, granularly focused. And then we're able to expand even more of who we already are. So it's like a, it's like ironic actually in a lot of ways. So, you know, <laughs> it, it, no, it really is. But it, when you really think about it, you are so, so right. Because in, in the grand scheme of things, like in our world, I guess you could say, whether it's personal development or business or spirituality or all these different things, it really is a subset of people in the world to begin with. So yeah. we could be, we could be expansive in ourselves to that subset of people. So we are the niche is you, right? Like in that grand scheme of people, like there's only going to be a few amount of people that are going to listen to your stuff, do all your things. But those few amount of people know a few amount of people that are just like them that are going to add on and add on and add on. So you're not going to be everything to everybody, but you're not supposed to be. You're supposed yeah, to be perfect. everything to one person and that one right. person is a lot of people just like him. Right. I, I, that's make sure you, you repeat that <laughs> online somewhere. I think that you need to keep that clip for something yeah. for sure. And it, it's true. And that's why like, um, um, cause people always ask me like, how do you always, how are you always in my head? How do you know what I'm thinking and feeling? And, um, uh, and so I, I was, I was happy when I saw, I think Justin might've mentioned that, uh, or Dan or something about writing to one person. I've been doing it for years and I, and I, it, it, it's, it's cause I'm like, cause I'm you. I'm just writing directly to you. I'm writing as if I'm only directing one person very specifically, but multiple people feel it. Well, what's that tell you? We're actually all more connected than we think. And um, while everybody divides and not everybody, but a lot of people divide and argue and all these other things, I'm like, see, it just goes to show you we're actually all a lot more similar than we think. Because when we get to the, the emotional level, the internal level, like, and when I write one on, like, like as if I'm writing to one person, oh, that one person really multiplies right now. It's at about 25,000 on Instagram on my personal account. And it's interestingly growing when people are like, how are you in my head? I'm like, I'm you. That's all. We're, you know, maybe different stages, different seasons, different experiences, but we're fundamentally the same in a lot of ways. We go through a lot of the same things, just different experiences. Yeah. It's so yeah. true. And I think that's what's really important about the niches you, the podcast, and what you stand for entirely is that I, I've always lived by the, the something that really kind of propelled me into this personal development journey or, or becoming a coach, you know, being a creator online was realizing the fact that I am one of one. And as much as 
I am uniquely me and myself, there's a lot of people that resonate with me and what I have to say. And just like you, there's a lot of people that we all are different in our own way, but collectively we are all one. And I think that at the end of the day, if you're writing to the person that you were two years ago, or even to yourself, because I still need reminders, a lot of the time when I'm writing, I'm writing to myself 10 days ago when I had a thought and I was like, man, I just needed to hear this then. Because at the end of the day, we all are one. And if we are able to collectively really take that into account sometimes, I think the world would not much, not only be a much better place, but we would have a lot more uh, community in a lot of aspects of the world. I think that that's really big. And I'm curious, kind of going on that, what is your main focus in life right now, whether that be in your personal life or in business or just kind of collectively? There's a few. Um, My health and my faith are the top two because everything else comes from it. Yeah. If I'm healthy, I can show up for everything I'm here to do. Mm-hmm. And if I'm in trusting and knowing from my soul, my intuition or God, then I'm able to perform my purpose and be of service and in its, in its grandest magnitude versus like, you know, it, it's easy for any of us at any time to play smaller than what we're here for. Um, when we get too external in our thinking or, you know, working from the external. So mm-hmm. I really put health and, uh, faith first more than ever, more than I've ever done before. Um, and it's an interesting, it's interesting what it's teaching me. I'm, I'm in year three of, um, training, weight training, exercise, nutrition, like everything, like hiking. I mean, counting steps, like ice baths, infrared sauna, you know, all the things that a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, sooner or later it happens to us, right? Even more so. And it's been very interesting because it's very healing internally and it affects our brain. It affects our Mm -hmm. gut health. Our gut health affects everything in our body. And it affects even sometimes spiritually how we're blocked inside. And all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I get this now. I get that now. And when we earn uh, our, our physical and Inter, like our physical, external, and internal selves, mm. or or even our physical, external self, we learn a lot more about our internal self um, more than anything. And so, and then that has also taught me, also you know, an even greater relationship with my with my soul and and with my and with God. So um, I put those two first because that become as a main focus that leads over into my work, my creativity, my finances, relationships. You know, mm-hmm. everything that um, I can see and feel and know that I, um, that is for me um, and allow me to work towards that. Uh, so that's, you know, that's, that, that's why I put those, you know, first and foremost. And then, uh, of course, it's coming out into my work um, because work and play are essentially the same for me. Um, it's my life's work. And so it's coming yeah. out, whether it's in the, the writing, the podcasting, um, you know, the, the business communities that we've created or, you know, products and stuff like that. Just like all of it's molded together and um, it's still early. <laughs> I still feel like I'm a baby in the game, to be perfectly honest with you. So I, I'm loving that part too. Um, uh, and, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting next, you know, 10, 20, 30 years. I, I love that you those were the two for you. Cause I think that way too often, you know, well, I'll ask that question. What's your main focus? And they're like, Oh, it's building this. It's, it's doing this. It's getting this prepared. But in the end of the day, I think that there's a quote that I've, I've loved and that if we're healthy, 
we have a thousand problems. Yeah. We're unhealthy. We have one problem. And when we take that into perspective, it's like, why would you not take care of your health? One, that is one of the most vital things because you can't show up for anybody else if you're not showing up for yourself first. And then when it comes to your faith and your spirit, and it, it, you can't be anything without without having faith in something in any capacity. Yeah. You can't be because your ego is going to get in the way of everything that you want to do and everything you want to accomplish. And at the end of the day, um, as you were, you were speaking about gut health and and stuff like that your gut is your second brain. And I don't think people understand yeah, that. I don't. I, I really, I don't think people understand how important that not only is that instinct, but your ability to trust it um, and, and really take care of it. Because at, at a metaphysical level, uh, your, your gut is so, your nervous system and your brain are so interconnected. It's not even, it's not even close. If, if people understood how important that is, uh, I think that information isn't the answer, but implementation is right. So even if they understand it, not, not everyone's going to take action on it, but I hope that from you, you saying this kind of stuff, it's more in the, the prefrontal cortex after this episode, cause it, it needs to be, you know, it's interesting. I like how you were talking about, uh, I was just taking a note on something that you said, but I, I love how, um, you, uh, had mentioned, um, you know, people, when they say, look, I'm building this. And oh, yeah. like I, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, earn this, and I'm trying to get here. Yeah. All right, so let's just use an analogy—a marathon. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're building something. Got it? Absolutely. That's a marathon, right? And they always go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, it's a marathon." I'm like, "Right," because you have to like there's so much you have to do in, in building in building it, right? And again, I'm like, "Cool." When you run a marathon, do you have to be in shape, or at least prepare your body daily, or um, you know? feed it and nourish it and give it all the things that it needs when you're running. They're like, well, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you do. And I was like, and, um, you know, you know, you can get across that finish line with what you're building. And they're like, yeah, I was like, okay, you know, you're going to finish getting across that finish line. Like, you know, like you're, you, you want this more than anything. Like, yeah. And I'm like, you believe in it. Right. Like, yeah. And I'm like, so you got to harness that faith. Right. They're like, yeah. And I was like, so you have to nourish the body and constantly prepare it daily and give it love and attention every single day. And you have to constantly believe in that, which you cannot see. They're like, yeah, I'm like, I would start there for everything because it is everything, <laughs> like everything. That's how you will get the business success or the money or the body, the relationship, whatever it is that they're, they're seeking or, you know, whatever the New York times bestseller, what anything. Right. Yeah. So those two fundamentally do feed the marathon so you can run the race, right? So it's, uh, um, it's an interesting, so, but I get, but I get the, the natural instinct to be like, well, I'm building this, like I'm very focused and that's perfect. Like, I want you to stay there. I want you to stay focused on what you're building. I am too, but yeah. these things are feeding it. And actually th that's where it, the game changer for me was like, oh, wait a minute. And I didn't put them first before I didn't, that was the issue. So I was like, yeah. how am I missing some of this stuff? And then I'm like, oh. By putting them first between gut health and tapping into the soul, I can make moves differently. Like, should I be focusing on that? You know what? Why I was clear to even be asking that is because I'm doing good, clear, healthy things over here for my mind and body and soul. So they're so I tell people, I'm like, listen, it's the, it's the like dopest business plan you could in insert into like your marathon for what you're building because it's going to help you like see a few of the pieces differently, maybe even speed up parts of it. So, right. And, and, and that, that last piece that you just said there, speed up that, 
that part is is a hundred percent true. Right. One of my favorite quotes by Robin Sharma. I you'll notice I, yeah. I quote a lot. Um, I don't I know do how so. it's just it's just in my brain somehow. But it's good. He he says that your daily actions are in direct proportion to your deepest belief about yourself. And so, a lot of the time we overcomplicate things. A lot of the time we stand <laughs> in our own way. A lot of the time we don't get to that next level of our life because our deepest belief about ourselves isn't in proportion to the actions that we need to take. And so I've always said, and this is the, you can't do podcasts all about beliefs, all about changing your beliefs about yourself, because that's what really holds us back. It's not that we're not yeah. capable of doing it, but if yeah. we don't believe in ourselves, we're not going to behave in ways to make it and actually take it into fruition. So it's, so true. it's, it's the, it's the foundation of everything. And I truly believe that if we focus more on things that actually matter, that are going to propel us into the actions we need to take and, and be, the person that we need to become, the life isn't, again, it comes back to, it's not about how we're going to do it. The faith, right? It's, it's everything. It's about when it's going to happen. We yeah. do that long enough and we focus on the fundamentals long enough. It, it's a byproduct. So it is. You you know how people, uh, anybody listening, you know how you know you can too? You ever see somebody, and I mean no disrespect to the to the people who um, are maybe less talented in, in any area of the, any person that they're that's listening, but like you ever see somebody less talented in your, like, your craft that is just killing it and crushing it? <laughs> You're just like, okay. You know, and nothing, by the way, it's okay if comparison comes in. It's okay if, like, all these things come in, whatever. And, you know, I, I just did a podcast episode about this this morning. Be careful not to judge. It, it's easy to happen. What's happening is because you know you can, too, and you like what you do, they may you know, they may like what they do. I've had people who, like, uh, were in similar industries and areas where they, they, they just knew it was good to make money in. Um, and whereas I was like about the art and the, you know, and building a business out of it and they just, yep. they crush it because they, they treat it like that. But then they got to an end. We're like, mm, you know what? It's not as fulfilling. And so, but it just kind of goes to show you like, listen, like you love it and you're, and you're quote unquote, even better than them in it. Like all that's it's showing you. If you see somebody else that's like crushing it much bigger than you in a certain thing that you are yep. actually very capable, even in fact, in some ways, even more capable because you actually also really like love it. And your, your stuff is that talented and good. So, you know, if people feel that anxiousness and anxiety, when they see that out there, no, it's a mindset thing. Like you might just be complicating it and talking yourself out of it or not getting in the arena, you know, um, even earlier this year, I, I love my writing. I love my writing. I think I crush it with my writing now. In fairness, like Kobe Bryant, I think it was Kobe Bryant was the one sassy. He's like, are you the best? He's like, absolutely. He goes, are there, are there better out there? He goes, absolutely. Are you the yep. best? Absolutely. Are there better out there? Absolutely. And he yep. tried to explain the idea of that, like, if you, you know you're talented, but if you don't work on being good at the work, then, like, you're almost not mastering it to the level that it really should be. And even earlier this year, I, that's how I ended up back on Twitter, was I'm like, I, where, like, what's going on? Like, I have to find, like, the writers. And when I found the writers, I'm like, oh, oh, okay. I was like, they took it. They really went into the mastery of it. I'm like, it's not good enough to just be good. If you really, really love it, what you do, you'd go deeper into it and you'd treat it with respect and love and honor and all this stuff. And I was like, I need to re think about how do people consume and like i should make it even more about the people that i'm serving like how do i how do i learn more about how do they read and how do you simplify and how do yeah. you bring them further into your world 
but you can talk in a way that it makes sense for them, not just for you and all of these things. And I'd always been pretty good at that, but like still we have to forever be the teacher and the student. We have to be a student our whole life and we have to pay mm -hmm. forward everything that, you know, we learn along the way. And, um, but yeah, so like going back to the drawing board was very interesting. I'm like, oh, so that's how they're doing it. All right. Like that makes sense. I was like, this is actually helping my writing. I'm like, oh, okay. Let's, let's have some, let's dance, you know? So it actually, it actually reinvigorated my own art by being a student. So I, the, yeah. the humility is something that has been really, really, it's been a, a huge component in, in, in my life and in my, in, in business, because like you can think of it. And like you said a minute ago, the way that you can look at it is that someone is that has way less talent than you that is way like way less talented way less talented than you can be 10 times further along their journey simply because they acted and you didn't discipline and execution oh god the ultimate freedom <laughs> it's the ultimate, <laughs> like discipline and execution is the ultimate ultimate freedom mhm mm and you know and i think i think that the the hurdle that a lot of people it comes down to is they they look at it and you can look through life through so many different lenses, right? You can yeah. look through life like, oh, they're doing it, so I can do it too. Or you can look at it like they're doing it. That makes me insignificant. That makes me not capable. Yeah. That yeah. makes me like, how, how am I going to, you can either look at it like, I, I think the, like you, we were speaking about this earlier. It's almost like if you look at where others are as a mountain, they're on top of the mountain, right? and you're focusing on the mountain, you're not gonna wanna climb that mountain. There's no way in hell that you wanna climb that mountain. But if you focus on the tree that's about 10 meters in front of you and you just focus on getting there first, I think it's gonna be a lot easier to get to that next tree and next tree and you go and you go and you go. And it's, it's again, like you said, it's discipline and execution. You do that long enough and results are a byproduct of it. Yeah, thus, how do you know what's gonna happen? Cause I'm preparing for it. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. So when you're, when you're looking at that tree in front of you, like, I'm going to get to that tree, but what about this? Like, uh, uh, uh no, no, no. We're not talking about the mountain. I want to get to that tree. I'm going to get to that tree. And then when I get to the tree, I'll talk about the forest after that, <laughs> you know? So, um, and it also, it's how we, that's how we end up having more fun. Um, so cool. uh, we're less stressed when we're less concerned with the whole mountain, which is our life and more yeah. concerned with the tree right in front of us. And now it's a little bit less like, okay, I'm just gonna focus on this. I, and I, learning that because I did that with my body and I'm still doing that with my body. Now I'm like, got it. Now I get it. Cause all of a sudden you wake up one day and you're like, oh, okay. Like, so that's what's going on now, you know? And you're like, wow, that, that took, so from year one, two did this, two to three did this. I'm like, got it. You know, um, it's consistency. So. And you wake it, up one day and all of a sudden that consistency compounded, like you said earlier, and, uh, and consistency compounds and man, when that compound effect kicks in, forget it. It's a snowball effect. So it's, it's, it's like you said, the, the momentum, the action in its entirety, uh, momentum creates movement, creates momentum. If you just get started, you need, it's going to be a lot easier to keep getting started. But again, like if we don't start, the longer we put it off, the longer we put off the work we have to do, the business we want to build, the the product we want to launch, the bigger it gets in our mind and the scarier it gets in our mind and the more we overcomplicate it as well. And yeah. and it comes down to simplifying as well. How have you been able to simplify the the, the really foundational parts of, 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 you know, spirituality and business? Because I know the spirituality was your mom. I know the business was your dad and you, 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 you put them together really well. If I am grounded in myself, 
and have a relationship with my soul and I can understand more fundamentally what's going on with me. And I understand energy and my own emotions and feelings and how I treat myself, then that's going to be a direct relationship and in proportion to the business world and everybody outside. So the simplification is like self first. And then it basically, it turns into like, you know, like somebody could yell at me in business. I'm like, well, I don't really treat myself that way. So I'm probably not going to let you treat me that way, but I love you enough to sit here calmly and have a conversation about what's going on, you know, so we can get to, you know, how to fix and solve whatever is happening right now. You know, and I, by the way, I've had to say that to people before. I've even gotten to a point in recently where like, I've actually gotten up from meetings and walked out. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, this isn't actually adding any value right now. And I was like, and I'm here to solve. And if we're not doing that, you know, respectfully, I have to use my time wisely. I, by the way, being honest, as you'd be surprised if people are like, I want to do that. <laughs> I literally, I had in one meeting, somebody was like, man, I wish I would have said that. I was like, it's all good. It's all good. I was like, and by the way, guys, I'm like, this is no disrespect, but like, I have to respect both your time and mine. Like, you know, so the greater relationship we have with ourselves, the, the more it does come out actually in business and in everything else that we do. Plus you're, you're less effect. Like, you know how to handle a lot of things very early on. Like, Hey, I want to have a contract with this. And then, Oh, we don't do contracts. I'm like, that's no problem. I don't want to, I don't want to stop what you don't want to do. Um, and, uh, but that's how I do it. So let's just not work together. Like, it's okay. Like it's, 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 it becomes just so much more respectful because it's like, I'm not trying to change you because I'm, I, I'm only doing me. And mm -hmm. again, this relationship with ourselves just constantly keeps coming out in everything you know, in every way, because how we treat ourselves is ultimately the, the compass of how we allow everything else to happen to us too, or treat us. So, um, that was a process for, for learning that and again, practicing, practicing, practicing. Um, but, uh, I just, I had to slow down to figure out what I liked and you know, what was bothering me. And, and it was funny because I keep having these funny reflections where like, um, you know, I, when I talk about God, I try not to really bring in religion so much because I don't want to like separate that. There's like, you know, this religion versus that religion versus all this other stuff. But yeah. fundamentally, I think, I think like, we're not so set, like nobody is separated from God. And I think sometimes it gets that way. And, um, and so sometimes I have these conversations with God and I'm just like, it's so simple. That's the funny part. Like, and God is a comedian in my opinion, because it's like, I'll be having these revel like these, these reflections. And I'm like, oh my God, wait, do I do that to you? You know, and it's like, and then I think about the outside world and I, like, like one minute it was like, I wasn't feeling prioritized by a loved one. And I'm like, do I do that to you sometimes? I'm like, and you don't, you know, you're not mad and you're always still there for me and you don't judge and you don't waver and you don't like, you know, take it and you don't project back on me and you don't treat me out of, you know, it's like all these things. I'm like, oh, oh. I was like, so if I put you and myself first, it won't matter if somebody prioritizes me or not. And if I put you or myself first, those that need to prioritize me will automatically do that because of how I'm already leading my life. And those that won't, won't. We, we're less concerned about this external world. And so I realized, I'm like, oh my God. I was like, the relationship I do have with myself is a direct reflection with what's happening on the outside world. And it's so fascinating to me because I'll, instead of getting mad at, at somebody or, or even feeling their projection, I'm like, oh, wow, they're really hurt. You know, I'm like, okay, like, 
huh? Like, how can I not feed into that when they want to trigger you up? You know, because we already know it has nothing to do with me, you know? Yeah, so, um, yeah. So it's, it's, it, it's an interesting constantly having that, like, it's like either you can call it dating yourself. You can call it getting to know yourself. You can call it like, just, it's a fascinating thing to really understand like who you are and, and the way you would, you know, if you're on a date or you were out with somebody else and you're, you're a friend, you're trying to get to know who they are. Like if you did the same thing to yourself, it's a fascinating thing. And it really does bleed over into every other relationship in your life. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm so grateful that you just brought that in because I one of, and I'm going to quote a quote real quick. My favorite quote of all time, it's by Tom Bilyeu. And he says that all that matters is how you feel about yourself when you're by yourself. Yep. And it like hits home so much because all the, all the, the projections that we place on other people, all the expectations we place on ourselves, all of the stresses, and I can talk about the power of now, I can talk about so much, but 90% of our stress in life is self-inflicted. And, 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 and everything's a reflection of self, right? So if we're able to build that relationship with ourselves, then everything else becomes simpler, right? Like life is simple and in a, in a, in a, I, uh, I guess a quote you could say that I like to live by is that life is not easy, but it's simple. We yeah. just, or complicate the shit out of it. Everything. We overcomplicate everything. everything. Right? Because we feel it needs to be, we, we think everything needs to be hard. And if we place that expectation, it's going to be. Right. Yeah. yeah I think that's, that's exactly. a... Okay. Go ahead, Ned. No, I, I, I just complete agreement with you on that. I think it's, uh, that's, that's the, the irony is that it, it really, and developing the relationship with the self, I started realizing how much I'm like, wow, it's much simpler. Like, I'll always like look up a guy like, wow, that was, so it's much simpler than I'm making it. Like, I just can feel the laughter coming through. And I'm like, that's on me again. Yep. Got it. You know, like over and over again, I'm like, oh my God, like makes so much sense, you know? Um, but we have to, again, that we have fun. to slow down to have that, that, that kind of conversation with ourselves to, to simplify it. We are overcomplicating and rightfully so. There's a lot of inputs coming at us more than it has ever been throughout history. We have to quiet that and we have to sit still for a minute. I'm not saying like sit still in complete silence, but I'm just saying sit still with yourself. So mm -hmm. I agree with you. I, I'm a, if on my, on my Instagram story, I probably post this uh, multiple times a week for sure about going on a walk because it's like, it's everything yeah, for me. It, I've been saying it forever. And it's like, what I want to be known for is like go on a walk because the time that you spend with yourself without any kind of simulation in your, in your, in your ears and you allow yourself to be with your thoughts. I think a lot of people are running away from that. And that's kind of goes back to the, the ability to surrender, not only to where you are, but your thoughts about where you are, about yourself, about where you think you should be and all of the expectations that we place on ourselves that are, that our ego just puts into our brain and just continuously bombards us with it. What practices or habits have allowed you to get into in touch with not only yourself but your intuition the most? Prayer, mm -hmm. um, prayer, meditation, gratitude journaling, uh, daily walks. I'll do anywhere from twenty to thirty minute walks. I'm right there with you. Uh, golden hours, right? Um, sometimes I'll go do ice baths uh, and cold plunges. Whew, that'll shock your system right away. And like all of a sudden I can do like eight hours of work in 45 minutes. Um, but I mean, like, I, I literally, like, I can feel everything like intuitively. Um, and, uh, you know, and I'm plugging, you know, just, uh, like, uh, when I realize if I'm starting to force out the work or the creativity, I stop. Mm -hmm. So all of the, all of those are really helpful. And I go grounding, like I'll go walk outside with like barefoot in the grass. Um, you know, I'll do hikes. I hike at least once or twice a week. 
So anything that allows me to get out of my head and into um, uh, soul, into heart, you know, into nature. Yeah, I, like, and I think that's a really important part to touch on too, is we, we often, we create resistance where there's already resistance by trying to do the thing more. And, that, and then I see this in business a whole lot. And when we feel like we have to work harder and harder and harder, thinking that's going to give us a different result, when it's just, it, it's kind of, it's insanity in the end of the day, doing the same thing, expecting a different result is. Right. And right. if we're able to take a step back, it's like you said earlier, and I really love that analogy that you said, it's like taking a step back, we're in, we're put in the box and we're going towards, we're, we're walking towards that, that wall. And then it's like, if I just turn, if I just take a step back and then I turn, it's like, oh, but yeah. taking a, that step back is something that's so, so difficult for so many people. I think it's a, a belief that has to be unlearned and I'm, I'm currently unlearning it. And I end this podcast off with this question. Cause I think it really, really, it's something that's really, really good. What beliefs are you currently unlearning? Mm, that it has to be hard. It has to be hard. Um, I I don't believe that it has to be hard, but I've worked like it at times. Exactly. Yeah. And that is where I uh, have been pulling back more and more. <laughs> Essentialism has been a great book. <laughs> like it is at the forefront all the time. Um, learning that um, you don't have to work as hard the way you're working but at least give the right things, the 10% of the important things, the right attention and get rid of the other 90%. So I'm actually been unraveling all of that for like the last year and a half. And, you know, I knew it would take a little bit of time. Um, so that way I can, you know, truly work in a capacity that allows the, the greatest output for me um, and the smartest way of doing it versus just that it has to be like the way I've been working for so many years. So, yeah. And it, oh, yeah. I, I want to put that into what you said a, a little bit ago of, of the niche is you, right? At the end of the day, you're speaking to yourself, right? The, the, the simplifying everything and everything that comes down to it, you're doing it in yourself. And I think that we often, we do that way too much. Matt, I'm so, I'm so grateful to have you on this podcast. This was what my, this was so amazing. It was great to connect with you for my audience. That's trying to find you. Where can they find you? Yeah. Uh, at Matt Gottesman on Instagram. Uh, it's a great place. MattGosman.substack.com. You know, uh, it's titled permissionless, um, obviously. So we can all, you know, publish whatever it is that we want <laughs> is really the, the, the gist of it. Um, plus a little bit of web three in there. Uh, and then, um, you can also find me mattgottesman.com. The niche is you is on all major platforms, uh, Apple, you know, uh, Spotify, everywhere. the niche is you, uh, definitely please go check that out. And, um, yeah, we'll start there. I think everywhere else they can find me. So, yeah. And it'll be in the description as well, the show notes. Um, Matt, Amazing. thank you again for, for coming on the show, man. I'm so grateful to have you and grateful to stay connected. And thank you for coming on the show, man. Absolutely. Thank you for having me.